Hi, you're listening to In Between Visits, and my name is Dr. Christy Lewis. I'm a naturopathic doctor who's in practice for well over a decade. After years of clinical practice and working with thousands of people, a basic truth has been revealed. Behavior modification, as simple as it is, is difficult to implement, hence the birth of this podcast. If we all know what to do, then why aren't we doing it? With these short and sweet shares, I'm going to answer your questions about how to stay on track with your goals, support, inspire, and motivate you on your journey, see you in your struggles, affirm you in the challenge, and reassure you that you are not alone. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Dr. Christy. Welcome back. Just over the moon that you continue to tune in and that you're part of what Dr. Rochelle and I are trying to create with these podcasts. Over the last couple of months, we've been doing a lot of brainstorming about really our intent, um, you know, with these and moving forward. And it all comes back to this sense of wanting to create community to really ensure that people feel less alone. What we've all been experiencing has been collective and individual and it's really mind-blowing to me day in and day out when I'm in one-on-one practice care how many of you are struggling with similar things and when Dr. Rochelle and I get on this podcast and we start recording her from Toronto me from Ottawa we realize how much you know how much context and relatability we have with each and every one of you so thanks for my, uh, so much for showing up and being part of this experience and uh today we are rolling up our sleeves we're diving deep into you know understanding stress and so yeah okay what what the heck i mean of course stress we're all stressed but you know looking at it both from a physiological perspective the what is happening to your body and also the stressors, how they're coming at you, how you're being, how you are perceiving them, and hopefully creating some tools for you, some deeper understanding, and uh, yeah, just a conversation that you know you can relate to. So, let's get started. Dr. Rochelle, how are you? Hello, Dr. Christie. How's your day? Ah, it's good. It's good. Uh, the sun was out for a bit, so that always makes me. Makes me a little bit happier, right? But I know. Um, Frost yeah. on the car though this morning. Frost on the car. Oh, I know. Minus zero. And kiddo does not want to wear a coat or a toque or gloves or anything. That's right. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. It's like we really want them to have a mind of their own, and that's always really tricky. I know the natural consequences, but uh, yeah, yeah. Trying to navigate that myself, but uh, yeah. we'll get. We'll we'll work it out. She'll figure it out. Absolutely. And in the spirit of that, uh, let's, uh, let's keep this conversation going on real life. I mean, one of the things that I think with being a naturopathic doctor and uh, having you know been in this profession for so long is that I have to remind myself uh, often, certainly uh, sometimes family members and friends and my patients that I am a real person too, struggling with many of the same realities and reactions to life. And so, you know, in chatting with you, I think, you know, that was really the uh, inspiration to start this series on lifestyle medicine and, you know, how that can, how that can look in real life situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lifestyle medicine, honestly, it can help with any single Mm -hmm. condition under the moon. So Mm -hmm. um, it's not a, it's not a be all cure, but it can help with like, you can literally apply it to anything. So uh, that's why it's just so, so powerful. 
And one of the things that you've brought up a couple times, um, and we may end up doing a whole podcast on this, but is that therapeutic order? In fact, us us collaborating and working together has reminded me of that. You know, sometimes we get knee deep in practice and certain styles, and we forget some of those basics. And can you just explain what you mean by therapeutic order? Uh, you know, and how that looks yeah. in practice. Yeah, no matter how complex the condition, I like to start with the simplest approach first. And often, like, there's a lot of movement there. There's improvements. So rather than going to the big guns or, like, the adrenal glandulars or a whole host of, like, super expensive blood work for um, very niche conditions, I, I honestly start with lifestyle medicine and see Mm -hmm. a a massive improvement and then uh, just foundational supplements unless something like and keep it as minimal as possible Mm -hmm. I think the the worst thing uh, for patients is to go home with like $500 worth of supplements it's just absolutely yeah so there's so much we can do and the thing is is that sometimes patients want that like a pill for their ill right Uh, Mm -hmm. so I think navigating that with patients too because a lot of the lifestyle medicine like you get you get stuck in a, a certain groove and it's hard to make small changes like drinking more water, going to bed before 11, like those things are actually pretty significant and, and uh, hard to incorporate. So uh, sometimes that accountability helps with someone, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like not that sexy. It's, uh, it's kind of simple, not easy, uh, but you know, simple and, and sometimes hard to achieve. And that's why, you know, when we, we were kind of brainstorming about today and, and how to move through this conversation uh, about stress, you know, how stress, uh, how we are responding to stress uh, as we've been now year two of the pandemic and kind of break that down into what that can look like more on our day to day and people's lives. And so, you know, can can you take some time and just explain what, when we talk about, I feel like I've heard this so much around <laughs> fight, flight, freeze. It's like I know. uses that, you know, the, the, the analogy of that. What the I heck know. does that actually mean? Like, what yes. do you say to patients and how do you simplify that for people? Yeah. Well, the way I explain it is that our biology is not, it like, evolution is slow and our biology is adapted for like before industrialization and the invention of the light bulb and computers. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't caught up to our technology yet in terms of our biology. So when we have that stress response, that fight or flight, it's like our biology responding to running away from a predator. And we don't know the difference between a traffic jam and uh, a work deadline or running away from a predator. So (laughs) When we have that stimulus for stress every single day, our biology honestly isn't designed for that. We need, so that's your sympathetic nervous system. That's your overdrive. You're producing adrenaline and cortisol and your insulin goes up and you're, you're ready to run. But when you have that over a long, long period of time, uh, there's, there's actually four stages of, of burnout that I explained to patients in that initial stage. If we were to do our blood work from just running away from some kind of danger, yeah, our insulin would be a little bit higher. We'd have a higher heart rate, uh, cortisol a bit higher, but nothing else is different. But if you skip all the way to stage four of burnout, sex hormones are bottomed out. Uh, everything is bottomed out. Anything that comes from the adrenal gland, DHEA, testosterone, low, low, low. They they have sex drive is gone. Menstrual cycles are all over the place. So I find um, you don't have to test 
hormones and a whole blood work panel, but it actually, it can be explained <laughs> with blood work, how you're feeling. It's really interesting. So, yeah. And um, I think, you know, we as naturopathic doctors really shine in this area because in conventional medicine, really that adrenal gland is only looked at in the face of disease, which is, you know, Addison's where you basically have no cortisol and Cushing's where you have so much cortisol. And there's this in between, which is the suboptimal, suboptimal ranges that I certainly am seeing in many people's health this year with these stressors, you know, the stressors, everything that's coming at us, and then our body's stress reaction. And one of the things that I have found helpful in working with patients and even, you know, helping support me in my own life is really recognizing how that fight flight and freeze that first, as you mentioned, that first stage, you know, when we, we can the alarm, the alarm goes off and our body is really physiologically making a decision about how to react to that. And so in modern terms, understanding that as our behavior, I mean, we certainly, uh, it's an explanation, not an excuse for poor behavior, but it does, it is helpful for us to find compassion and empathy, and then within their room to shift behaviors. So when I see that fight reaction, yeah, you're not, you're not trying to, to take down a bear in the woods, but, you know, maybe you'll see that road rage happening, or, you know, I have found, this is almost embarrassing to admit, but I would be at the grocery store and I would be racing someone <laughs> to get to the front of the line, like to beat them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not me. Like, I'm the one that's like, oh, you go ahead of me. Like, I'm okay. But, and it was, it was just this, this urge to, to be ahead and this adrenaline and how it was, I was utilizing it. Did you find that for you? Were you yeah. noticing any ways in your reactions? I have to chuckle at that because we had a coach that used to call that misplaced competitiveness. And we, We'd all joke about because we were such competitive people as athletes and then in real life we bring that scenario exactly what you're saying so there's a time and a place but it, yeah. oh I love that that's true it's like everything you're doing is a game <laughs> yeah but I mean uh this sympathetic overdrive we need to balance it out with it's called the parasympathetic Ah, parasympathetic nervous system. So you need that rest and digest. Like you can handle a certain amount of stress. It's actually good to have a bit of stress. You're productive, you get things done, uh, having a deadline, having a little bit of a, a challenge in your life. But when it's not balanced with the parasympathetic nervous system, that's when the dangers and and the health effects start to become more pronounced. Absolutely. And I really, again, I saw, I would see it as behaviors. Like you, you definitely, there was an understanding, you know, or even a sensation of, oh, this feels stressful or I feel stressed. And then you'd see like leaning into, into behaviors. I know early on for me in the pandemic, flight was really apparent like it was this need to keep and and again this is how I perceived it is a real need to keep everything in control like this micromanaging of life this sort of frantic nature of and even I remember the first few weeks uh, I'm not really uh, you know I've sort of hung up my running shoes my marathon running shoes uh, you know a decade prior but I got those out and I would run around the block just almost frantically just to get rid of some of this cortisol that I could feel building up in my system. And, you know, sometimes I know we talk about kind of how to support our bodies through that. But, you know, sometimes when we're in a posture of 
fight, flight, free, uh, fight, flight, freeze, it is important to maybe just shake off some of that uh, mm-hmm. sensation. So when we recognize that, you know, do that, that like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm highly reactive, or I feel like I'm, you know, yelling at my kids for no reason, or I'm just, you know, trying to beat that person to the parking spot is, you know, realizing that maybe some of that cortisol needs to be used and sitting in front of our computers all day, that's not going to utilize the cortisol. So mm-hmm. how do you find movement works with that for people that kind of knowing when to push and when to, to kind of relax and restore? Yeah, when people are already in that adrenal fatigue state, possibly the worst thing you could do is run a marathon mm-hmm. or do really like high intensity interval work. Like there's a time like I love high intensity interval workouts. So like 30 minutes a few times a week. Great. But if you're doing that all the time while you're in adrenal fatigue state, mm-hmm. uh, that that can affect that could drop out your cortisol even more. So uh, you, you actually so there's a there's a stage in your initial stress response where your cortisol is really, really high. But over time, you stop producing enough cortisol. So there's, mm-hmm. there's different stages where you have too much and then and then you don't have enough because you just have completely bottomed out. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dr. Christie, I wanted to ask you with your patients. Um, one thing I always ask is if somebody has chronic stress, I always ask, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Is there a solution? Is this the worst stress you can have is something that's continual every day? And there's no, there's no end to it. No. Mm-hmm. So I, I've actually had patients that have considered, and in the end, they've left their job, they found better solutions, mm. like finding a solution to the, chron- the chronic everyday situational stress, when there's no end, that's when that's when it becomes pathologic. So I, I was just wondering, is that something that you approach with your, your patients as well, like help them guide through the decisions in life, basically? Oh, my gosh, yes. And I, I mean, obviously, we are trained as medical professionals, and, you know, have the ability to look at physiology and pathophysiology and disease but so much of it really is affirming people and 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 really seeing them and helping them understand where their major stressors are coming from and then you know we we know and and we sort of throw this out there but to explain to the audience the obstacle to cure and so if mm-hmm. your obstacle is every day that you know terrible job or you know maybe a misalignment in your in your own personal values and how you're living or even relationship challenges until you address Stress, that chronic stressor, then you're always playing a little bit of like, uh, you know, teeter totter with a stressor against your stress reaction. And as basic as it sounds, I mean, harmony and alignment is when we can really manage our, our stressors, because inevitable, right, this year taught us that sometimes we can't change the stressors come at, coming at us. It's a sort of serenity yeah. prayer. But what is it that you feel you can stay empowered with? in what's coming at you. And then it becomes also how is your body going to respond to those stressors? So, you know, the dance that you and I find every day with our pet patients, and as I've said before, it's the art of the medicine, is to really help people see. And if you're listening to this and you're resonating with this, maybe take a little minute, you know, take a breath in and out and ground your body and think about, are there stressors in my life every single day? And I love that recognition of that, like that kind of hopeless feeling 
feeling, right? That feeling mm-hmm. of this is the never going to end. Yeah. Is, you know, is there ways to shift that, reframe that, change that? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many adrenal glandulars you get or, you know, how much is, um, you know, going to, um, the, the symptoms are going to impact you because you're being hit every single day with a stressor. And so that mm-hmm. that courage to really look at your life in that way is is a big, big part of this. It's a big, big part of certainly how I treat. And and Dr. Christie, if, you, if I don't want to embarrass you, if I don't nope. mind using you as an example, though, nope. <laughs> like you are the perfect example, like you are booked out from early morning to late in the evening with patients and you're booked out until April and there was no like you love to do what you do but you do but you were exhausted so mm-hmm. your your outlet your your solution was to bring me on to help you with some of that patient load and so you actually <laughs> like you actually practice preach you did exactly that Aww. so so I mean because me <laughs> I don't and feel I, that way every day like as you yeah. know I mean that's like we can we're, we're having a candid conversation anyone who's listening in and knows that is like definitely I've been managing some aspects of that and trying to find that and it really was that recognition of where's the solution in this and I think you said it best on one of our first meetings which was you know what you've got too more more too much work and I would like a bit more work and, yeah, and it exactly. was a perfect sort of that that harmony really yeah. we're talking about yeah absolutely uh okay so maybe mm-hmm. uh maybe we can talk about uh like some some like what what can we do absolutely <laughs> are some, some coping mechanisms yeah so yeah I mean when we look at that that paradigm and and I I love the word you know par- paradoxal that paradoxal experience that many of us are having right now and and understanding that inevitably you're going to be, be experiencing more stress at this time in your body right so there is a more because there's more stress in the world there's more external stress ors so you know first and foremost is can we turn down the volume of our stress ors can we find space in our day can we find you know, solutions and opportunities in what's coming at us. And then it's getting really honest as to what's going on in your body. And also, if you're not sure if, you know, doing body scans and connecting with your physiology is sort of new to you, look at your behaviors. Look at those behaviors with compassion, though. So if you're, you know, like, like I was elbowing out people to get to the front of the grocery line or being really reactive to my loved ones or sitting on the couch for, you know, hours at end instead of going to bed and, and drinking that extra water, try mm-hmm. not to judge that. Be very kind and compassionate and use that information as to first and foremost, where you are in your stress response. Because when you know that piece of it, that's when you can start to bring in some of the healing, which isn't going to be, okay, well, I've got to do more of this. You don't tell a stressed, burnt out person to do more. But I Mm -hmm. think if you can, first of all, recognize that you're having a hard time, that you're not giving yourself a hard time. And then you are interestingly, when we, when we be kinder to ourselves, that's when we can do the thing, which is again, the lifestyle medicine. Maybe it is that reduction of caffeine in the morning um, and mid afternoon, you know, replace that coffee, mid afternoon coffee with the smoothie. That's one example. So that then you have an opportunity to go to bed earlier. Not, you're not kind of feeding these adrenal glands and keeping them awake at times when your curve is trying to bring you down more into relaxation. So definitely shifting those anchors through the day and balancing your energy through the day with, you know, balanced meals, reduction of coffee, reduction of sugar, increased water, as basic as it sounds, 
will start to support your physiology and you'll stop feeding that stress cycle. What do I know. You do? What, do you, and, what do you got? Well, I find it so um, how powerful those simple changes can actually be. And mm-hmm. I think people struggle with it because the, it's not instantaneous. So That's they true. don't get the reward right away. But mm-hmm. it, it takes weeks, if even months. If somebody's in stage four burnout, it it could be a year to get mm-hmm. back <laughs> to where you mm-hmm. were. So just follow the course, patience, habitual changes, slow and steady. Like they're mm-hmm. like, I, I love, you always say it's not sexy and it's true. It's simple. And it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's just, uh, and, and having a guided approach and just mm-hmm. if it's drink more water that day, it's drink more water. <laughs> it's huge. It's all, it all counts and it's all cumulative. And so you know, the, again, the take-home message would be recognizing, you know, are there ways, are there ways to reduce the stressors in your life? Are, where are you at right now? Not with judgment. Where are you at right oh, now? Oh, me? With compassion. Yeah, oh. in general. You know, oh, in general. general. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, what kinds of things can you do to then support yourself through it? You know, yeah. like the small things, but like cumulative changes over time. And honestly, like, I mean, if that's not, if, if, if you need more, you need more. And that's where supplementation comes in or yeah. deeper testing comes in. That's where you want to connect with Rochelle or I and say, okay, like I've tried all those things. If you've been listening to this, waiting for, you know, okay, what, what is it that I need? What is it that I need? And you've been doing all of those things and maybe it is time um, to kind of get that extra support and say, okay, what else could I be doing to uh, support? myself through this difficult time yeah and there's different herbs and nutrients for too Mm -hmm. low cortisol or too high cortisol so uh just taking a general stress management support might not be specific enough for certain people oh absolutely yeah yeah. please don't go into a health food store and say i'm tired because (laughs) you where you are in that curve is going to be very independent of uh you know of, of independent to you and dependent on your symptoms. That's where we're trained to say, oh, you feel dizzy when you, when you get up um, in the morning, or you are tired when you wake up in the morning, or you're buzzing at the end of the day. Like all of those questions that we ask bring us information to very, Mm -hmm. to individualize the treatment plan along with any diagnostics, if, if they're indicated. Yeah. It means something. You you tell us the story. You tell us your story, but that is, I think probably the biggest thing for both of us. eh? We always want to know what's happening. Tell us more. How's it showing up in your body? What's going on in your mental emotions? emotional and it's always that dance of you know the external world and how that's impacting your internal health and how do we find how do we find the harmony between those two things it's all interconnected like some of the questions we ask they're like why are you asking me that but it honestly it's all interconnected so just putting together that puzzle it, it is an art it really is Yes. And that is why I'm so grateful that you're part of this team, not only because you have literally uh, exhale in, in my professional life. Um, and also, you know, the alignment you have with, um, you know, how we practice and, uh, you know, how much patients are adoring you and your work with them. You know, it's just, it's so wonderful you as part of the team. And I just can't, you know, I can't wait to continue to grow and have these discussions together. Um, I think next time we're going to talk a little bit about food again. We're going to circle back to that. And I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to like share some, some of our own personal challenges as well as some of the like wins that we have found through nutrition over the last kind of decade and a half and then sometime. 
Yeah. Yeah. And nutrition science seems to be changing. Yes. <laughs> what? Every five years, there's something new. Like exactly. eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Butter is good. Butter is bad. Like, yeah. I heard it, so... like, last, a headline last night, you know, stop the Pinot. It's not good. The wine's not good, you know? So it's really hard yeah. to keep up. And that's where, you know, you're, you're, if you're still connecting in, it's because, you know, there's something here for you and that you realize this really, really is, you know, we're, we're having these conversations, we're sharing this in a general, general platform, it really is individualized. What is right for one person isn't right for the next. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, certainly, you know, connecting in, and then when you're coming to these appointments with us, or you're, you know, joining a group, or you're emailing us, you're coming at this with a little bit more information, a little bit more empowerment about yourself. And so keep, you know, I really encourage people to continue to, you know, tap into what they take from each of these sessions and then bring that to um, our time together one-on-one or in the group sessions that we offer. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. All right. Well, we awesome, are Dr. here. Christy. Everyone knows where to find us, drchristylewis.ca. And um, yeah, until the next time we, we meet to talk, I guess, uh, in between the visits, we'll, we'll connect again. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Have bye, a good Dr. one. Michelle, All right. Too. Bye. <laughs>